All right, welcome to a brand new episode of the You Got the Wrong Dude podcast. Uh, this one gonna be a little different. Uh, no notes necessarily, but uh, I hate to say it because I know that Carlos has said this. He doesn't want fans like defending him, so I am gonna do that though because I want to give my opinion. You know the whole Rogan Mencia thing and all the other comics, Lopez, Trevino, and that. Because uh, recently, Mencia, on his Instagram, posted a video just saying, like, you know, let me know. Um, he said, I have a question that only those of you that dislike me, and he puts dislike in quotes, to put it kindly, can answer. And this got some traction. Um, and a lot of comments, which I like, and I'm going to read through them. But uh, basically... My dad and I talked about this a few years ago, and I was surprised, like, we saw eye to eye on everything. Just surprised because, like, we both agreed, you know, people were jealous, and some of the things that Mencia pointed out about, like, well, why is my name an issue, and the fact that I might be from Germany. A few years ago, he released a few Q&A episodes. He went on YouTube Live and just answered any question very open. And not making excuses, just giving his side of the story. There's even a video from over a decade ago, I think, this radio station. They say, like, oh, I can't deal with this guy anymore, you know, with Mencia. Says he lied. He stole that idea. And Mencia actually addresses it on one of the Q&As that he'd actually gotten permission. It was for a sketch. But go listen to him, all three of them. Even if it doesn't change your mind on anything, at least you know his side of the story. And, uh, so basically, you know, I've always been a fan of Mencia ever since watching his Comedy Central special back in, uh, the early, maybe it was 2000. Like, the first time I saw him in that. And I was born in 83, so maybe I saw one of his earlier specials in the 90s, but I just wasn't too into stand-up. But basically, over the years, you kind of dissect everything. And you look at, you know, Joe Rogan. Now, even though I don't agree with his side of things, and I'll, of course, explain why, what he did let comics know, like, you can't get away with anything. You know, YouTube was about not even two years old when that video came out in February of 2007. But no matter what you think of it, it's a good thing that someone, you know, stood up and said, hey, you steal stuff, you have to pay for it. And you look at all the accusations since with other comics and cancel culture. And I looked at everything carefully over the years. And I'm so glad that Mencia, not only, you know, he's done a couple podcasts and that over the years, but the Q&As, we got to get to millions of views on those. Just because I want people... To hear his side of the story on everything, you know? And uh, like I said, this episode is going to be different, but I hope you enjoy it. And I'd love to hear from you, so leave a voice message if you're listening on Spotify. And uh, otherwise, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. But I want to be reading through. Uh, there are like over a thousand comments. I'm not going to read all of them, but just ones that kind of stand out and are unique. But um, I'm a huge fan of Rogan's as far as the podcast goes. And 
So it's conflicting because it's like I want I just want these guys not conflicting really. It's uh it's unfortunate because if this had never happened, if like he had been see on his podcast or vice versa, I'd love to hear them just talk about coming up in comedy. Both born in sixty seven. Both started comedy in eighty eight and it's just interesting because well, we'll get into it. But anyways, that's my uh, long intro. So, here we go. Well, in an earlier episode, maybe it was a pod bit or something that I did, I talked about George Lopez, his podcast. And after he had Trevino on, he stopped... I don't know if he stopped making episodes, maybe he banked a bunch, or he just stopped the podcast just because of the controversy around uh, Ralph Barbosa and... Good for Ralph. I mean, he handled it well, and he also understood, like, it wasn't anything personal. Like, George had never heard of him. Steve Trevino, who was a guest, could have mentioned anybody, any name, and he'd be like, I don't know who that is, you know. But since then, no episodes, last I checked, which was like a week ago. But these two guys, they talk about, you know, a bunch of stuff, comedy and that. They mention Mencia a few times. I wish they'd have Mencia... Either on George's uh, podcast, you know, oh my god, hi, or Chavino with his wife, you know, the Captain Evil, and uh, great podcasts in that, but these guys talk about him, but it's like, no, I want to see you face-to-face, like with Lopez. Was it 13 minutes of material that he stole? Was it, uh, he was upset because they both did the Encherita joke? And it's just like the whole wall joke with Ari Shafir. It's Mencia pointed out, you know, like handfuls of comics did that joke and they put it on specials and he's the only one who got accused of stealing it. And that's like an easy joke to write. You're going to kick people out, you know, of the States, build a wall in Mexico. Who's going to build it? And something like that. Mencia actually wrote one back in, I think he said the early 90s. And it was like about a fence. Like, I don't know there's going to be a fence. Something like that. That's in one of the, or maybe two of the Q&A episodes. So check that out. I'll have links to those in the description. But even with Trevino, I mean, he worked with Mencia. And they both have different kind of stories with the whole Three Amigos thing. Because Mencia made it sound like Trevino, he's just like, no, I don't want to open. I want to be like one of the main acts on the show. Wasn't appreciative. He was giving him a big opportunity, but he wasn't ready, you know, to be one of the main guys. And yet Trevino says like, oh, it changed my life. It was great. Um, I think that was on the Ghetto Boys podcast. And so I just like for these guys to sit down. While I would like all three of them to sit down together. Maybe that's after they settle everything. But just one-on-one, you know, Lopez and Mencia, then Trevino and Mencia. And just say what really happened. Because even if, let's just say, this is just an example. Maybe George is like, hey, I was jealous of you, you know. I had to get my show first, and then like four years later, three, four years later, I finally got a special. But you were blown up throughout the 90s. And it could have been an interaction or something that rubbed him the wrong way. But it's just not adding up. And then the whole thing about, you know, 
he like choked him, threw him up against a wall. But then you hear different versions of that. And it's like, I just want them to sit down and just kind of hash it out. You know, whether it's heated or not. Because it's like 13 minutes of material. Is it word for word? Similar bits? Like some comics, they'll be like, I'm not going to, you know, let's just say a Mexican comic. They're not trying to be rude or anything. They're like, I'm not going to have another Mexican comic open for me or tour with me. Nothing against them personally, but odds are our material is going to be a lot alike. And with a show, you know, if you have like a showcase, one after another, different people, different backgrounds, different sets. So not that the audience would get bored necessarily, but it's kind of like, oh, we're hearing about kind of the same stuff. And they're just some jokes that, like Miss Dita said, they're easy to write, to come up with. You hear something and you're like, oh, and then other comics have that same joke. Because finding that gold gem, that can be hard to do. But who knows? I don't know if Lopez, if he's done with the podcast, if he's coming back. I don't know what happened with that. Um, I don't know if he's been vocal about it. He just didn't like all the comments about Ralph Barbosa. I thought he handled it well. He was just being honest. And, you know, Steve, um, I'm a big fan of his. He's another comic. All these guys, I could listen to him talk all day. But he's an interesting guy because it's like, well, I'm rich. I have everything I want. I'm successful. But then he talks about not getting opportunities. Kind of shoots himself in the foot, especially on the Ghetto Boys podcast. Because he said that when he worked on Mind and Mencia, he said, I didn't get paid anything. And the hosts are like, wait, what? Nothing? Nothing. I got like $300 a week. And it's still like, well, that's something. That's not nothing. So with him, I just like for, I don't know, Lopez and Mencia, I could see talking one-on-one on a podcast. Because Mencia in one of the Q&As, he says, oh, yeah, you know, however long ago, I was at the airport and George and I talked and it seems like everything's good or at least they're just over, you know, whatever happened. With Trevino, it seems like, I don't know, he's a really interesting guy. I like it because he never seems like satisfied because he has a Netflix special coming up that he's going to shoot or maybe he's already shot it. But he's one of those guys, he's like always hungry for more. And despite being rich and successful in that, producing his own specials before, he still talks about, you know, not getting opportunities, which I think is a good thing because if you're rich, you can create your own opportunities. You can help others create them. He was trying to help out Ralph Barbosa. That whole episode I talked about in a previous episode of this podcast, but just an example. But point being with Trevino and Mencia, I don't know. It seems like, you know, they would talk one-on-one, but maybe not on camera. Just because, I don't know, they just seem like, you know, they're different sides of the coin. I don't think they'd be able to, like, reach an agreement on anything or really settle anything. Unless they're both like, oh, all that stuff, forget it. Like, uh, I shouldn't have been vocal about this and that or whatever. And and I know some people are like, well, Mincy talks about the people that he helped bring up and discovered in that. And he's just doing that, so, you know, 
so people be like, oh, he's not a bad guy. No, he's just bringing up the fact that, you know, people tour with him, and if all this controversy is going on, then it's like, why would they stick with him? And he just wanted to help comics. But he'd say, you know, he was harsh on him too, because, and harsh in a good way, because he said that, you know, okay, so this set went good, and like they got a standing ovation, or the audience, they were just laughing at all, all the jokes, and he's like, awesome. So next set, if you do any of that material again, you're off the tour. Because he's challenging you to write more. Just keep writing, coming up with ideas. And it's not saying that, like, oh, they all owe him anything. Because I don't think he did it for that at all. But he's just saying, why would I help these comics and then steal from them? You know? Like, uh... His, uh, I don't know about most recent openers, Kevin Dombrowski, Cisco Duran, and uh, Juan Villarreal. Those guys are hilarious. He's had them on his old podcast, uh, The Journey. And just hilarious episodes, really insightful. And specifically, uh, Kevin and Cisco, they said, like, well, I wasn't around for that stuff. You know, like the early, mid-2000s, all the stealing controversy and that. And... From them, it's like, we don't hear from them like, oh yeah, he took my stuff. Because it's like that line, once a thief, always a thief. And, which is true, because you just, you escalate, you keep taking. And that's just not the case in this case. And there haven't been any accusations since. You know, the big thing was the Rogan Mencia onstage video. So even if you think like, yeah, I think he stole jokes, I can't prove it, but all these accusations, it must be real, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's like, yeah, but who started that fire? Who started the smoke? Because it wasn't him. But I understand some people, I'm not going to forgive him for what he did. No accusation since, and it's like, that's not good enough for you. It's like, I know you want an apology from him, but he's pointed out so many times. Apologize to who? I think that, you know, with his new podcast, No Hate, No Fear, I'm still waiting for the third episode. It's been months. But have on these guys. Anyone who says, hey, man, I think you stole a joke. Because he can go back and he can check. And again, he's not making excuses. He's giving his side of the case. He waited a long time to, but I'm telling you, watch those three Q&As. And he's open to admitting, if I did steal, or if I did take something, or if something's really close and they did it first, it's like, I must have seen you doing it, and my bad. He's put that out publicly, so... I'm curious what you think. And this is basically another intro. This is kind of my thoughts on that. And I swear when I talked to my dad about all this a few years ago, we talked for like two hours. We should have recorded it because, you know, it's not about taking sides. Because, um, well, this next part, this could change everything. And it leads back to the Q&As. And uh, 
It's a story I think that Mencia should clip and put out, but stay tuned for that. So, one of the comics that I brought up was uh, Juan Villarreal. Hilarious guy. Mencia and him, they've known each other since, I believe, the early 90s. And Carlos, he told a story on one of the Q&As, and I don't even know if Rogan's aware of it. I don't know how many people know about this. This is how all the quote-unquote stealing stuff got started. So I could understand from a point of view why Joe was weary of him. So, and this is according to Mencia. I'm paraphrasing, but basically, Carlos, so he's been doing comedy, you know, for a few years, maybe several. And Juan was starting to do comedy. And he said, uh, are you going to be performing in, I think it was Corpus Christi, Texas, like anytime soon? Carlos said, no, why? And he's like, I just did your material. And... Mencia, he's just like, I was going to write new stuff anyways. And, you know, keep in mind, this is long before social media and that. So people would come up to Juan and be like, hey, man, this guy, Mencia, Carlos Mencia has been doing your material. He's been stealing from you. And he didn't know how to respond to that. So to me, that's the seed of everything as far as the joke stealing. But... You know, uh, Mencia said that him and Rogan, you know, and it must have been like the early 90s or whatever, you know, they started out as friends. And they, he said they were good friends at one point. So I don't know if they were like hanging out at the club, outside of the club. Um, imagine if they had a podcast back then, you know. <laughs> but that's what started it all. It wasn't Rogan, you know, he wrote blogs about him and that on the internet and, you know, stuff even before MySpace and all that. But he would just go on these tirades and saying, you know, well, his name isn't Carlos, it's Ned, which is true. He has an uncle named Carlos. Uh, the owner of the comedy store, Mitzi Shore, said, you know, you can't be an angry Mexican named Ned. So he's like, okay, I have an uncle named Carlos. Got that. What's the big deal? He talks about, you know, some people, they would change it from Carlos to Ned. But he wanted to embrace, you know, his people, his culture. His mom is Mexican. This is stuff he's already said. But I just want to get this out there. My side of things, my point of view. And, you know, defending him. But also just trying to get you to, you know... Just think about it more. Look at all sides of the stories and how things add up in that. You know, Rogan said on, uh, what was it, Schultz's podcast. And he was on there. Last I checked, it has like 33 million views. That's awesome. And uh, Akash said, you know, he mentioned Mencia and like, do you regret doing that? And he's like, no, it had to be done. And looking back, I'm sure if he could you know, tackle it in a different way, but just didn't have really the social media influence that he does now. And he doesn't regret what he did, but maybe the way he handled everything, because at that time, it's like, you know, everybody's going for a TV show, and it's not like everybody can make it like now, because 
even back then, you know, like when he started posting the stuff about Mencia, it's like early 2000s and that. And he's just so loud and and just so angry. And I understand because if, if it was just pure jealousy, let's say, and he'd heard, you know, about the Juan Villarreal stuff and maybe he's like, I just need that. And then you get Ari Shafir, Mencia talks about Mind of Mencia, that whole story, and maybe that led to Ari kind of taking sides. But it just, it all gets, not confusing, but like you said, it gets muddled. And Mencia also explained that he thought he had an uncle, I believe, that was from Germany. So they were tracing things back, but it turns out that was false. But he's from Honduras. He talks about that. But it's like, what does that have to do with... They just bundle everything. Ned, Germany, joke stealing. It's And it's like, what does one thing have to do with another? You want authenticity in comedy. It's like, yes, but people change their names all the time. Some just to protect themselves in case they do blow up, you know? But where you're from and... It's just, I'd love to see, I mean, I'm sure everybody would love to see Carlos on Rogan's podcast, or vice versa, if Carlos is still doing his podcast. But just hash it out, like, what's really going on? Because Rogan, you know, he said that, you know, they'd watch him, he'd be backstage, and he'd just be sitting there writing stuff down, you know, apparently stealing jokes. And it's like, why are you guys focused on him? You're watching him. Who knows how many comics have stolen from Carlos. He writes a lot. He's been on tour forever. And he helps comics. So my theory is that when you see him in a club and he's writing stuff down, he's going to go up to that comic afterwards and be like, hey, if you move this and that, add this tag at the end, you know, rearrange stuff, helping him with material. Because where are the comics now, you have a kind of a challenge from Mencia. It's like, go public with it. If you think, you know, that he stole a joke from you, however long ago, it's like, why not go public with it? He's addressed the Ari Shafir wall joke again, the Lopez stuff. Um, Bill Cosby, he had a conversation with, I wish he would have recorded it, maybe he did, but, you know, with that joke, the Cosby one about the football player, hi, mom. When you watch it, because people said, oh, it's word for word, and it's like, no, you didn't watch it. Now, punchline in the end is the same. It's like the same destination, but getting there, it's different. And it's just not possible for people to have the same bits. I mean, look at music. Only so many chords, notes, arrangements and such. I'm, I hate to make excuses, but you look at the language we have and what we experience, and it's like... You can have a good twist on something, but to be truly original, like we all have, you know, the same thoughts sometimes. And it's like, so I can't do jokes about airplane food like only you can? Like, that's bullshit. Like, you don't own that. You don't own a premise. And Carlos said that recently. But it's like, when is it enough? People want him to apologize. I think, again, Carlos, just have comics on. 
and just ask them, just like Whitney Cummings on her podcast, she'll start out, I don't know if she still does it, but are we friends? Have comics on, even ones that don't accuse you of anything, and be like, do you think I steal jokes? Or that I stole jokes? And have people on who have accused him. And be like, what did you see me take? And how can you prove that they did it first? I treat this like a court case. You have to give me evidence. If Rogan and them had all this evidence and everything on video, it's like, where are those videos? And again, how do you prove that they didn't steal from Mencia? So it's important for me to point out, I'm not saying Carlos Mencia has never stolen a joke. Because he said the same thing. He's careful when people say, like, did you steal jokes? And he says, this is my process, this is what I do. And I respect that. You know, keep your armor on. People just say, oh, just apologize. But on Bobby Lee's podcast, Tiger Belly, he made a really good point. And he said, you know, Bobby, you'd understand this going through the AA program. You don't just do a blanket apology like, hey, everyone, I'm sorry. Because you're admitting fault, first of all. And second of all, he's like, I want to meet these comics, people who say I took material from them. Because it sounds like a lot of people just hopped on the train of like, oh, yeah, I heard you did that. You didn't take anything from me, but I heard you did that. And I was really disappointed in Bobby. Here's why. Now, keep in mind, I'm a fan of his and the podcast, so keep that in mind. I think it should have been Carlos and Bobby in that room. That's it. Gilbert in the next room over or whatever. Kalila, I adore her. But even she pointed out, like, you know, I'm not in this world. I'm not in comedy. I don't know about this. And it's like, so she shouldn't be giving her advice. Maybe on a follow-up episode. But just Carlos and Bobby. And like, hey man, here's what I really think of you. And with Bobby, it's like, well, that video that they recorded, you know, after the big Rogan one, Bobby sitting on the steps and saying he never steals or anything. So what is it, Bobby? Is that video valid? Or did you feel pressured? I understand, you know, it's very conflicting and you kind of have to take sides. It's like, you know, even if he doesn't think Carlos did that stuff, it's still like, well, all these guys are doing well and, you know, in the podcast game and I don't want to piss anybody off, but Bobby didn't have anything. I thought he was going to at least have notes. And he just said, like, I think, you know, some of the stuff I've seen is very similar to other comics. And it's like, no, no, no. This is it. What do you have? Even if, I mean, obviously you don't need to remember the jokes, but the comics, it just brings up, you know, the wall joke and the Cosby thing. And it's like, no, 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 that's already been addressed. What do you have? What did you see? And again, to me, it doesn't bother me, you know, that Carlos kind of discovered Bobby, took him on the road and that and helped him out. That's all great. So I'm not saying Bobby should be like, oh, no, you're great. Uh, I don't think you saw any. No, I'm just saying that Bobby should be open and honest, and we didn't get that from him. He seemed very closed off and very unsure. I'm hoping they do another episode when it's just those two. 
And a lot of great stories, very interesting podcast, but I don't like how Bobby and Kalila talk about it after the fact. I think it was really petty how they kind of treated the episode. And I think Bobby, I think Burt Kreischer was on. Bobby mentioned like, yeah, we're going to have him back on. And Kalila goes, why? Even though she's the one who said, I think this is, you know, going to take more than one episode to get all this stuff dealt with. So that to me, that represents a lot of the, you know, quote unquote haters on the internet. It's like, you know, you're going to say something and then it's just, it's just unfortunate. Say something and then kind of take it back or... If you really think like, oh, I don't, I think he's innocent. I don't think he did anything as far as joke stealing. But then you're with your friends like, yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. And it's like, so, okay, you just want to fit in. And I understand a lot of people, you just want to fit in. And let's say it's me and a group of 10 people and they all, or you and a group of 10 people. And you're like, oh, I don't think he ever stole anything. I think they're comics have similar premises and that similar material but and then those 10 people turn on you it's like from a social aspect I can understand but at the same time like I would stand my ground and I'd be like no show me proof you heard that someone steals but you haven't seen anything and I know because you could say like what about somebody who steals something from a store you're not gonna see it you hear about it it's like well, yeah, but wouldn't Mencia be in court all the time over material? Or not all the time, but you know what I mean. But face some kind of criminal punishment if that was the case. If he's making money off of this material he stole, he wouldn't be out and about. He's still tours. So I'm just that lawyer that I'm like, just, you know, not that I want the other side to win, but I'm like, just, convince me you know and a few years ago Patrick Bet David had been see on his podcast and just like the Tiger Belly episode I was really disappointed again in the host I'm thinking Patrick Bet David PBD as they call him or calls himself whatever so very articulate successful um, massively entertaining guy. Just like Bobby, as the host, he's great. So this isn't a personal attack or anything. But um, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, started the episode, I'm like, PBD. And this is maybe when I first got into Valuetainment. Shout out to them. And uh, I thought, holy shiitake mushrooms. This guy has paperwork, he has notes, I'm kind of like that too. I like writing stuff on paper, having notes. It's just how I grew up. Can't really explain why. It's like just type it on a computer, print it out or something. You know, you're still dealing with paper, I guess. So maybe bad example. But I like paperwork. You just, if you organized business, you picture a desk, a bunch of paperwork. Anyways, just like Bobby, he had nothing. Now, one more point with the Tiger Belly podcast. For Bobby, it was a subscriber grab. Plain and simple. Him and Kalila behaving poorly and just seeming, you know, so depressed. 
and just like looking down. Like just admit it, dude. Come on. Just apologize. Shame on them. I'm not saying Bobby, again, he doesn't owe him anything, doesn't need to defend him, but at the same time, hear him out because it's like, it's just so disappointing. But same thing with the PBD podcast. Subscriber grab, plain and simple. The episode's done pretty well. Over a million views, I believe. But he calls it, you know, a heated debate with Mencia. And that's not the case at all. And with Patrick, again, very articulate. Um, He's a salesman, so there's a lot of stuff that I question, but we'll get to that another time. But basically, he couldn't sell me on anything on this episode. And I've watched it numerous times, all Mencia's stuff, because I want more and more interviews and podcasts in that, because he's so entertaining. But Patrick, it seemed like he's a fan of Mencia's, some of the things he was saying, and he's going to see the show afterwards. But he didn't have anything. And it just seems like even the intro, the way they edited the clips... I didn't like that because it's kind of putting things, of course, it's out of context, but so you saying you were an asshole. Oh, yeah. But then he goes on to finish in the actual remainder of that segment, like, well, not an asshole, but, you know, he just had blinders on. And Patrick, I'm like, what did he have in those notes? I figured this guy would go out and Maybe for, let's say, 10 years, he just talked to every comic he could and be like, did this guy steal anything from you? Even five years, even a year, just going around talking to comics, building up a case to be like, well, Carlos, I talked to all these comics, and this one said you took this and that, and they can go through it, figure out who did it first. Because if it's word for word, that's when it's suspicious to me. And that's just not the case here. But Patrick didn't have anything he didn't bring up anything new any new ideas and you know the whole story of redemption it's like we've heard that before but for me it was hard to see Carlos in the end he just seemed really down because it's like this is just another train wreck because they're saying apologize and it's like not that you have to agree with everything all of his reasoning in that but it's like what more do you want, you know? And I'm not sure where Patrick stands on all this. He's been on Rogan's podcast. And again, just like me, I mean, he's a fan of both. That I have no problem with. Because you don't have to take sides. Especially when everything is so muddled, as Carlos put it. But both Bobby and Patrick, it's just... You watch those episodes, and in the end, it's kind of like, huh, okay. So, nothing new presented. Um, even be like, hey, Carlos, you know, just like the Mark Maron interview, um, which I'll get to next. It's kind of like, we'll have comics on in the room. I hate to say, like, con- you know, confrontation, like nothing physical, but... Be like, tell me to my face that I took something from you. Because apparently this has happened where Carlos, he's, 
you know, approached a, some comics and they're like, oh, you didn't take anything from me. I just heard you did that. And it's like, oh, well, that's so different. And uh, as much as I love, you know, valuetainment in that, I don't know, unless Patrick changes his mind about stuff, I'd like him to have Carlos back on. But otherwise, it's kind of like, they're just too far apart in that. And it's kind of like, what, what was the point of this episode? Because Patrick, he's not helping him in any way. And the story of redemption, you know, that's all you have to do. And it's, but it's just so far in. It's kind of like, even if he did apologize, let's say, which Mencia, which we now know, if he did, it wouldn't be authentic. Because he said, like, I'm not going to just do a blanket apology. Because it's not that simple, and who do I apologize to? But even if he did that, it still wouldn't, you know, not that you want to erase everything, but it seems like all this stuff would continue on. Like, you're only apologizing so you can get new fans or get people on your side. And it's like, okay, then what do you want me to do, you know? So the infamous WTF podcast from... Over a decade ago with uh, Mark Marin, he had some comics on talking about Mencia. And, you know, this is like 2010, I believe. So this is this is pretty fresh back then, even though it had been a few years since the Rogan video came out. But things were, you know, boiling more and more. And just like Carlos, I was also, you know, bothered by the fact that uh, Mark Marin, I think it was in an article, he said, like, yeah, I felt used after he did the interview with Mencia, and it's like, really? And Mark should have had him back on, just be like, hey, man, this isn't adding up, or I don't like this, or we just need to talk more. And Carlos also pointed out in, you know, the Q&As from a few years ago, it's like, Mark could have also had comics on who you know, defended him or just supported him and be like, I've never seen that. I've never seen him steal jokes or, you know, or just giving more insight and more kind of evidence. as to like, well, when you see him sitting in a comedy club writing, he's working on stuff or he's helping other comics. Like if you rearrange this, you know, somebody says like, holy chicken during a bit and like put that in the end and they'll cheer and laugh, of course, something like that. But those interviews are interesting to listen to. And, you know, on uh, one of the Protector Parks, Ari mentioned, and this is from, you know, maybe last year, that he listened to those episodes. And I found that interesting because Carlos did mention on, the again, one of the Q&As that he was supposed to do Ari's podcast and for whatever reason, they didn't. And it still hasn't happened. But I'd love to see that because they're both in very different places. And again, if they hash things out, whether they settle things, they leave it in the past. Or they'll be like, hey, man, like this is, you know, maybe it wasn't a joke thing, the wall joke. But maybe he's like, dude, you're supposed to put me in your show and you didn't. What the what the heck? And... I just, I'd love to see them, I'd say duke it out, but just like, you know, having Mencia on Trevino's podcast or on Lopez's podcast, it's like, 
we need to see these guys face-to-face and be like, hey, man, I'm going to let everybody know what, you know, quote-unquote really happened because the stuff just isn't adding up. And uh, I just, I think podcasts would at least help bring things to light, even if it doesn't change everyone. I mean, it's not going to change everyone's opinion, of course, but just be like, oh, so you were just jealous of him because, you know, Mencia throughout the 90s, I mean, he started comedy in 88, same as Joe. He was hosting shows, TV shows, um, had specials throughout the 90s. And just rose fast. So who wouldn't be jealous? That could be the case for a lot of this. And then people are like, hey, we need to make an example out of someone. And again, if you didn't listen to it, the one Real segment. Because that's something everybody needs to hear. I'm not saying that closes the case or anything, but it certainly opens it. You'd be like, oh, that's how it got started. Okay. But uh, I just don't know because it's not like time is running out. That's never the case. But we just, you know, like with Mark, I'd love for him to have Mencia back on. Especially after all these years. And Mark could maybe open with, hey man, uh, you know, I feel different about stuff. Or I regret some things I said. Or he'll be like, you know, I actually, I don't like you at all. Why don't you just apologize? Just something. And, you know, because it has been over a decade, and it's like, maybe Mencia's like, well, I didn't tell you everything. Because I was in a different place, different mindset. I wasn't as open. I was angry. I'm different. But it'd just be great for them to reconnect. And either on the WTF podcast or Carlos's new podcast, the No Hate, No Fear and not even for closure, really. Just be like, where are we now? And, uh, because, yeah, those episodes, I mean, that's when everything was really heating up and ticket sales were dropping. You know, the reputation spread easily because of social media. And it's unfortunate, but, I mean, whether they're, still on the same page each of them and Sia and Mark or if they've changed their mind on things or want to talk about something it'd just be great to to listen to that now over the years uh, Joe Rogan interviews and on his podcast every now and then Mencia's name is brought up Um, kind of weirded me out when one episode with Tony Hinchcliffe, he mentioned him like twice as a punchline. And I was like, well, what is your deal? Like, have him on the show or something. Like, tell him face to face. But don't be, you know, a little bitch about that. Now, I'm a huge fan of Hinchcliffe. I love the podcast Kill Tony. But it's just like with Ari listening to the WTF episodes, he said, I listened to him again. It's like, the stuff with... I just don't know. It's not that they're obsessed necessarily, but it's kind of like, why are you guys even mentioning his name if you are just going to bash him? Or maybe that's why. I don't know. But anyways, uh, 
you know, in the Bob Saget episode of uh, Rogan's podcast, and rest in peace, Bob. What a great talent. Hilarious. Um, he said, yeah, I wasn't around for all that stuff. I mean, where do you stand with that now? And I'm paraphrasing, of course. But Joe said, I don't have any love or hate for that guy. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing really well. And he still wishes like that he saw that he is right about everything. But I thought it was sweet for him to say that. Now, there's a part of me that's like, of course you'd say that. Look where you are now. Number one podcaster in the world. Multi-millionaire. He's always seemingly done well in that. But, you know, and I'll talk about that in just a bit. But I'm like, of course you'd say that. What would you care now? But the mature side of me is like, no, that was a, that was a cool thing to say. No love, no hate. Because that's not a knock. It's not a compliment. It's just like, that stuff is in the past. I did what I did. And... You know, for, of course, him saying, I hope he's doing well now. Like, that was sweet. And I think Mencia said uh, kind of the same thing about Joe. He said, I don't have any love or hate for that guy. And he said, you know, with the Spotify deal, he had said good for him. So with both of them, I'm like, damn, just if these guys were friends, imagine, uh, you know, five, six, seven hour podcasts they have. But I think it would take... You know, obviously Mencia, you know, if he just did a blanket apology or if Rogan was like, he found out some new stuff that he didn't know, maybe the Juan Villarreal thing, or he just changed his mind. He was like, or he reveals that he was just jealous of him. But those are just examples. One of them basically, um, not regret, but they just reveal something, then I think they could, you know, talk to each other, but gosh, even an episode of them just talking about all that stuff, and so what I mentioned about Joe, I mean, like I said in the intro, both born the same year, started comedy in 88, and uh, even though Mency was already doing TV and specials and that in the 90s, Rogan, I mean, he talks about this every now and then, about getting hardball, the news radio, and being a comic. So throughout the 90s, like, that's a great start. So I don't think it came from a place of jealousy. And this is where it gets even more muddled, because Rogan had said, you know, for being honest, like, at the time, you know, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s, Mencio was a, a bigger draw than him. And Mencia said that, this is interesting, they're almost like complimenting each other, but Mencia had said, oh no, Rogan was more known, you know, at the clubs, or at least the comedy store. Like, he was a bigger name, like, he's always done well. So, with Joe, I mean, part of it could be jealousy, just because of the specials, him getting his own TV show, and... You know, when people talk in those days, I mean, what are you supposed to do? If somebody says, that guy steals jokes, are you going to wait for evidence? Or are you just going to be like, oh, okay, I'm not going to work with that person? I mean, it is like, what would you do in that case? And I can understand that. But I'm also like, well, what's really going on? Because then it's revealed, hey, 
you had a lot going on and I wanted to take something from you. And we all just kind of huddled together and decided, like, we'll all just say this about you. Who knows? But as I've mentioned, I'm a fan of both of these guys. So it's just sad. And they started out as friends. I, I'd i like to hear Rogan talk about that because, like, what would they talk about? Just strictly comedy? Or would they talk about fighting? But who knows? I mean, maybe one day... And again, just a, you know, a wild idea, kind of a theory. Rogan will be like, I'm going to have him on the podcast. Because you could argue he doesn't want to give him a platform. But maybe he's going to be like, I'm just going to tell my audience, like, let all this shit go. Like, I still think that you stole, but there haven't been accusations since. And I just want us to move on. I'm sorry for the way I handled things. And just just something like that. These guys would have amazing conversations. All the stories, especially from their time apart, because I don't believe they've talked since the 2007 uh, onstage incident. And that's a long period of time. Everything that's happened since, and all their touring and stories and stuff. Because... I doubt that Carlos watches the podcast because he mentioned like UFC. He can't, he doesn't want to hear that voice. Someone who tried to cancel him and succeeded in some ways. But, but anyways, we'll see. I can totally see it happening. But again, just something would have to happen. And, uh, but yeah. I'd love to hear from you what you think. Okay, on to the Instagram stuff. And it brings up another subject. Uh, rest in peace, Freddie Soto. Because Eleanor Kerrigan, another comic, started out as a waitress at the comedy store. Fun fact. Hilarious, big fan of hers. Check out her content online. Uh, she said that, you know, after Freddie passed, Mencia would go on stage and do his material. And now, Carlos, he helped Freddie, of course, another rendition of The Three Amigos, and he put him up. I think that's the one with Pablo Francisco, the one that, like, the one they filmed. And, uh, because they did one before, of course, with Lopez and Trevino and Paul Rodriguez. But you can listen to the story on that. Uh, Carlos talks about it. I think in interviews and on his podcast. But the Freddy stuff is interesting because Carlos said he didn't even do an impression of his dad. You know, of his own father. Because Freddy would do that voice. And then slowly, Freddy's father's voice became more and more aggressive, you know. It's on the top of the side by the thing, you know. It started out more soft, but... Carlos is just like, hey, I'm going to let you do your thing. And with Eleanor, I don't know, because she's very convincing, but I don't know if she just didn't understand what she was seeing, or maybe Carlos, I think it was that uh, she'd mentioned right after he passed, but maybe Mencia was just doing like a tribute to him or talking about him. But... It would just be so easy to get caught. Like, why would he do his material word for word? 
So I'd like to hear the full story from her. Because she says that, you know, Carlos is terrible to him. And it's like, I just, I don't get that. Sadly, we'll never hear from Freddie. But, and again, I mean, Mencia, he helped out Freddie. So it's not like, oh, you can't tarnish his name at all. It's like, oh, no, I'm not saying that at all. But, like, you don't owe him anything or be like, oh, no, I have to say he's innocent. It's not like that. It's just like, it's not really adding up. Carlos and Eleanor, I'd love to see them on a podcast. Because she's talked about him every now and then. But it's kind of like, what's really going on? Because with her, it's like, I almost want to believe. Or no, that's not right. It's just with her, I don't think she would gain anything by lying. But at the same time, I just don't believe her. And... Again, maybe she just didn't know what she was seeing exactly. Or maybe she just heard wrong. Somebody said, yeah, Carlos, he stole all Freddy's material or was doing his act when he passed. And it's like, because that never seemed to get much traction. So I do question it. But Mencia has a great story about uh, almost taking a bullet for Freddy Soto. I won't spoil it. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, Freddy Soto, another one who passed away so young. I believe he was only 30-something, but that was in, like, 2005, I want to say. And, but there's nothing from anyone close to Freddy, from what I've heard, who said, like, oh, yeah, he complained all the time about Mencia. Nothing like that. So, that's just one thing I'm like, I don't know what to make of it. I'm fascinated by it, in a way, but Eleanor and Carlos, I'd love to see that. She's very passionate. She's very vocal. And I think with her, it could be like a heated debate, unlike the PBD episode. But it just seems like maybe... Not that she'd have anything on him... But she'd bring up stuff that we haven't heard. Or she'd maybe provide more clarity with stuff. And again, you're talking about him, but not to him. Have Carlos on your podcast. I just want to see if you'll say all this stuff to his face. A challenge? Okay, fine. That's a challenge to you. But keep in mind, I'm also a fan of Eleanor. Longtime fan. She's hilarious. And another comic I could listen to all day. So. In fact, I'd say this one, if I had to put them in order, Carlos and Eleanor, then, you know, Carlos and George Lopez, and then Carlos and Trevino. Like, ooh, I'd take the day off work. I'm an independent contractor anyway, so I can give myself a day off, but I'd love to see that. Well, in Mencia's uh, Instagram post, so after the Freddy Soto stuff, which I just talked about, uh, as far as Steve Trevino is concerned, Steve also, who was on the road with me for over eight years, never said I stole his jokes. He said that I did 20 minutes worth of material from Jim Gaffigan. 
That I didn't know, I don't think. I've never heard him mention that. Uh, Sam Tripoli, as well, never accused me of stealing his jokes. And what happened with Johnny Sanchez was I was uh, hosting a show that he was on. And it was before he came on. Some of the words here. He got some mixed up in that. Uh, I did some Middle Eastern jobs. Jokes? I think he meant jokes. You know what? I'm not going to re-record this. I've done that several times already (laughs) with other segments. (laughs) Uh, He never claimed they were his. He just questions why I did that knowing that he was going to come up afterwards and do similar material. Now, back to the tiger belly thing. Another thing I was pissed about. I don't know if this is Bobby's decision, but there's a clip with Johnny Sanchez saying like, Mencia steals a joke and a fan confronts him or something like that. And it's just the title was so misleading and it's not accurate. Here, I'm going to look it up right quick just to make sure. But again, you had him on just for subscribers, a subscriber grab. Let's see here. Because I want to get this right. But Johnny Sanchez, another one I'd love to see him on with uh, Mencia. See, uh, one million views. Carlos Mencia steals Johnny Sanchez's joke in front of him. And this is back to the Instagram post. That's not the case. They had similar material. But he didn't steal a joke from him. And then, yeah, fan confronts Carlos Mencia about stealing jokes featuring Johnny Sanchez. That one has done about a quarter of the views. But I swear as part of me, it's like, change the title of that other one. That's not true. And call it clickbait, whatever. I'm just like, it's not an accurate title. And uh, the Instagram post, he ends with, Joe Rogan has never accused me of stealing his jokes, only that of others. And he said that numerous times, but it's true. And I also want to point out, I find it really interesting Rogan never went after anyone else. I'm not saying he had to, or that it was his job to. But it was just Mencia. Now, he addressed with uh, Kurt Metzger, you know, several years ago, the Amy Schumer stuff. Because that I understand, because that was with her show, and she had writers. But what about her stand-up? And no matter where you stand on this stuff, you know, Dane Cook... The whole Louis C.K. thing. I like how they handled it. I wish that Rogan and Mencia... Well, they still could handle it like that, maybe. But... That Rogan, that furious... At that point, unlikable to me, the way he handled everything on stage like that. But, like I said, I'm I'm a fan of his, though. But just that loud... And... You know... Just going online and slandering his name, writing articles or blogs about him, 
going on radio stations, instead of promoting his own shit, he's talking about Mencia. Now, I understand. If you're like, hey, this person's going around doing something wrong, I understand. But it's like if you knew about the Louis C.K. stuff or about the Cosby stuff, why wouldn't you go around? Why wouldn't you talk about that stuff? That, that stuff doesn't piss you off. And, you know, Mencia mentioned in one of the Q&As, because somebody asked him, like, do you think this is all because of racism? And he's like, it's not out of the question. And I'm not accusing anybody of being a racist. I don't know that. But it's just interesting, like, only this one person you went after. What about all the comics since? And not that I, you know, want that loud, angry Rogan again, because he's in a much better place now, but it's like, really, you just dropped everything like that? You didn't go after anybody else? And I understand he's in a different place. He has a massive audience. You know, he's been in controversies himself. But, and this doesn't, this isn't to, like, defend Carlos or anything or help with his case or whatever it may be. But I'm just saying, like, just him. Because I don't think Rogan's being open about everything. I think he could admit, like, part of it was I was jealous because, you know, he had a lot going on and was selling more tickets. It's like, okay. But I'm not saying that Joe is lying. I'm just saying he's not being open and honest about everything because it just doesn't add up and again it could be that Joe just doesn't know everything or Carlos didn't tell him about the Juan Villarreal story like you should know people talk about me they mentioned joke stealing because he actually did my material and I didn't want him to get in trouble so people would just come up and be like why are you stealing Juan's material you know But gosh, I just love to see a conversation with Rogan and Mencia. I mean, it's something people would pay to watch. Put it up on Patreon, even though Joe doesn't need to. It's still like, it'd just be so fascinating. Because it seems like Rogan, I mean, he's been in a better place for a number of years. Because it just seems more mature in that. And, you know, when people bring up stuff like controversy, he tries to, like, look at all sides of things. Because somebody could come on there and be like, you know, this piece of shit steals stuff from other comics. And it'd be like, well, what evidence do you have? How do you know they did it first, etc.? And Mencia, he's been, he's so inspirational, educational, and hilarious, of course. But I could listen to these guys talk all day. And Mencia, over the years, it seems like he's gotten to a better and better place because it's like, this stuff doesn't bother him. He's just curious, like, why do people keep posting comments about joke stealing and Ned and Germany, all that stuff? Like, what does it do for you? Like, you can't just let it go. But I think they both moved on from that stuff, even though it's very much alive on the internet. The internet, nothing dies. Like, you can't erase anything from the internet. There's always a copy somewhere. But with both of them being in different places, I mean... Because Carlos said, like, he was on uh, 
Brad Lee's podcast, uh, Dropping Bombs. And he said, oh, of course you go on his podcast. You know, you get that Rogan bump, maybe. I mean, a huge platform. And Carlos is like, oh, no, no, even if he just was like, you're never going to do the podcast, but let's have lunch and talk. Because that'd be cool. Imagine there's a photo released to them. And they're just sitting at a table, I picture outdoors for some reason. And they both raise their glasses, somebody takes a photo, they put it up on the internet, the internet literally explodes. I mean, all the servers, everything's just going crazy. It's like the end of the dark night when the monitors are blowing up and that, and you're just like, oh my gosh. But like, that's all we get for a while, and then they put out a podcast and being like, you know, I still think you stole jokes. But you haven't since. And, you know, I'm sorry the way I handled it, but it had to be done. Oh, hey, man, no worries. Um, This is my process. This is what I did. Can you prove that comics did that joke first? Is it word for word or is it the same punchline? What's going on? Jealousy. But anyways, that's all I have on that. (laughs) And despite the, you know, not doing the blanket apology or anything, Carlos has been open about bumping people. Because you understand when he tells you, like, what that time means to them and what he took from them. And he would do it because it's like, that's how he came up. Like, he would get bumped all the time. Martin Lawrence would come in, or Damon Wayans, and they have TV shows, so they get to go on whatever they want. So bumping means, basically, like, you're supposed to go on at 11.15 and... They show up, you don't go on till 1 a.m., let's say. Or you don't even perform that night. And by the time he got his opportunity, like, things had started changing. And he said, you know, he wasn't an asshole to people, but he just had blinders on. So not the most approachable. But his focus just writing great material, new material all the time, and performing, making people laugh. And didn't do drugs or drink, wouldn't hang out. But I feel he's been open about stuff I think he would have admitted. Even if it was just like a blanket thing like, yeah, I can take any joke and I can reword it and I can make it my own and I can sell it better. I think he would admit that. I really do. But he's very careful, he's very smart. People know he's considered a genius. So he's careful not to say, I don't or I didn't steal jokes. He said, this is my process, this is what I do, and continues on. And maybe he could word it differently or have another explanation as to, you know, well, I heard this joke and I just took this out of it. And crafted my own joke around it. Even like a word or something. I don't know. But but I mean people are just going to. You know. There will always be people on the, the hate train. For whatever reason. They're disappointed with their own lives. They're jealous. and Or they just want to get their voice heard. Or getting good with their friends. Who agree with them or whatever. Okay let's read through some comments. From Say Cheese, if you please. And again, this is a response to the video he posted on Instagram. Uh, And they say, 
Does anyone really own a joke? It's the storyteller that says it best. It's sad to see people fight over shit that is just first world problems. That's true. Um, as far as I know, no, nobody owns a joke. Now, people do is comics, you know, they'll work on material in clubs, so they'll build a set like a five minute, ten minute, and on and on. Basically, and then you, you know, go into theaters, and you pretty much tour what's going to be your hour special, and then you film it. Because some comics will tell you, like, well, it's the special, like, that really, you know, makes all your material your own, and because it's put out there to the masses, so it's kind of like, it becomes your product, but as far as lawsuits, I'm not sure, I mean, we hear about all the time in music and that, but, you know, things being similar, but nobody owns a joke, but... You know, sound like a broken record. I mean, it's when it's word for word. To me, it's like, well, something's going on. But no, nobody owns a premise. And it is sad to see people fight over shit that is such first world problems. But it's entertaining. I mean, that's what all this is, you know. But no, it's not like... uh I do a joke about cheese. Nobody else can do a joke about cheese. It doesn't work like that. You don't own a premise. You don't own a joke. But you can make jokes. I mean, it's those ones that really hit. You know, when you think of Hot Pockets, who do you think of? I mean, even McDonald's, I think, to Nate Bargatze, you know? That joke of his... But... (laughs) I think it was uh, Dan Soder who was talking about it. He took a bite out of his burger when he went to the bathroom. He came back, and they thought the employees did it. Is that going to start a fight in the McDonald's, really? I'm like, this ends today, man. Because he just thought that's what they do. Anyways, but you get the point. It's like, no one owns a joke, but like Sebastian, you know his material. When I hear airport, I think of Sebastian. You know, because he talks about people showing up in their pajamas and... You can't put on a pair of pants? Come on. What are you doing? But... No, I mean, it would be interesting if, you know, at least with audio, people could have, like, copyrights, you know, material, just like music. And, like, when I used to be on SoundCloud... Sometimes you'd get flagged or something or a song would be removed temporarily because the system says, well, it's too close to this other song. I used to sample like a loop and this other artist had it briefly in their song. But it's like there's so many other sounds and it's like, Jesus, like what am I supposed to do? So one sound is the same and mine gets taken down? Come on. But anyways, uh, ex-Cholo replies to say cheese if you please. You wouldn't say that if you were in the grind. It's easy to dismiss because it's not your livelihood. That's true from a certain point of view. Because say you're new to comedy and you get these opportunities and you'd be like, well, I actually believe what Carlos has said. I'm on his side, but it's too toxic. 
And I don't want people to hit on me for defending him or working with him. So it's just really sad overall, you know. Uh, continued. Nobody is saying that Carlos isn't a good performer. He's one of the best. That's true. You know, some of the comics I've mentioned, they'll talk down about him, but they'll say, like, he's a great performer, kills, standing ovations. Uh, continued. People trying to come up, living on ramen noodles and borrowed money, trying to hone their craft, failing and improving their ideas and timing by trial and error until they get it just right. Then they tell their finished material and some thief, all caps, and it's spelled wrong. Or no, wait. Oh my gosh, I got a spell check. It's IEF, right? Yeah. The if. <laughs> uh, some thief comes along and just takes it and makes it his own. And granted, performs it better. Quote, it's just a joke, end quote, to someone who already has the platform and fame. Now that nobody can't really do that joke because it's out there as someone else's joke. This isn't a hobby to most people. It's their livelihood. True. And there are going to be comics out there. They'll just take your material and they can either make it better, like add to it, or they can just perform it better. And Patrick Bet David, when he had Mincy on, he mentioned somebody approached him and they basically said they did everything that Patrick did, but only they could do it better. So they copied and pasted, but improved, enhanced, whatever. And, you know, Patrick, he's really just trying to get him to admit like that he stole jokes, but he just didn't have anything on him. But anyways, I already talked about that, so check out that segment. And... Yeah, I mean, a bigger name, they take a joke from, like, a open micer, make it their own. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's always going to happen. But how do you prove it? That's why you record all your sets as a comic. You know? And date them somehow. And that way, if somebody's like, hey, I think you took this joke from me, and go back and be like, oh, I did see you on stage. That's how I was able to write that joke so easily. It can happen. But, yeah, it was a good comment. And X Cholo sounds like uh, maybe they've dabbled or are dabbling in comedy. Because talking about the ramen noodles starting out and, you know, it being lifestyle for some people. I mean, for comics, you know. Okay, from user, oh boy, JL Development Rehab Remodel. <laughs> Is that Italian? No. Uh, they say, I wish you wouldn't have let Rogan rattle your cage, bro. I think the only reason he came at you is because he's not funny. And he really can't call himself a comedian. Don't stop, man. Do your thing. And the hell with what the haters think. Well, it's not that he let him rattle his cage. Rogan was very loud. Again, going on radio shows, writing blogs. And then, of course, they got it on video. Them two at the comedy store on stage. 
Um, like I said earlier, it's possible, at least when it comes to stand-up comedy, that Rogan was jealous. Because maybe despite doing the shows and hosting and all that, um, he wanted to be known as a comic first. And even the Mencia stuff aside, because, you know, you see comments all the time, just pe- people saying, like, Rogan isn't funny, whatever, jokes flying over his head on the podcast, because he's just so thoughtful these days, and so just more approachable, it seems like, as far as, you know, talking to him about stuff, debating about stuff, he's like, I don't know, man, let's look at it, I don't know, man, I mean, maybe they did this and that because of this and that man it's a terrible impression i'm doing an impression of the tim dylan one which is hilarious but like i'm not a fan of rogan's stand-up but i wouldn't put that in this case like that has nothing to do with mencia but it does bring up a good point about i mean somebody replied 100 percent another one of three 100 percents used to be funny before he got conspiracy crazy <laughs> It just seems like, again, Rogan, he's good at, like, thinking about stuff and looking at it from all sides. Instead of just being like, oh, I heard this person does this, so that's how it is. Uh, let's see. From Walpa DeMarc. Joe Rogan, the anti-cancel culture guy. The dude that brought Louis C.K. back from the canceled abyss. Canceled you and decided to leave you there. That's a good point. Um, Every case is different, though. But, you know, with Louie, I mean, he had him back. He'd been talking about that ever since it happened because it's like Louie, you know, didn't go to prison or anything, and he got permission, and it's just some people, I guess, changed their stories. And But I'm not saying with Louie, like, well, what did he do wrong? But it's like... Well, I guess that is the point I'm making, because it's like, if you have permission, and you just like to jerk off on women, you get their permission, and, but anyways, yeah, with Mencia, I mean, I understand, just from a certain point of view, it's like, I mean, with those two, it's just, there had to be something personal, I mean, Rogan, he had some problem with him because it doesn't seem like Carlos had a problem with Joe. And I'm curious how their friendship uh, demised what happened with that. Anyways, to continue, Rogan is their king. You are his first big prize. Ooh, I like that. And the only way for you to be brought back from canceled abyss is by Joe Rogan himself. (laughs) He is your job of the hut and your solo on Carbonite. Well, that is true to a certain degree. But, I mean, of course, you know, Joe Rogan, again, if he changed his mind on stuff or just had him on and they decide to move on, like, let's leave all that shit in the past. But it's not just Joe who could change everything. I mean, there are other big names out there. And I'm not arguing. I mean, he is the number one podcaster. Huge platform, but... But that's insinuating that Joe, you know, if he'd like changed his mind on stuff, like if he apologized to uh, Carlos, 
even if he still thinks he still jokes, he says, like, I'm sorry the way I slandered your name online and talked about you. I shouldn't have done that. Should have handled this in a different way. But the Jabba and Solo, that's, uh, that's pretty much how it is. Uh, from Furnacy760. It's because you came across like if you're Mexican and you weren't. Then we found out that even your name is fake. Nah, man, you don't get to clown us, clown on us ever again. Well, I don't want to say uneducated, but watch his Q&As. Um, <laughs> J. Dell one says, he's got 17 siblings. That motherfucker's Mexican. <laughs> uh, Tian... Mianhen 728 says, Joe Rogan apologized for using the N-word and didn't get canceled. You didn't apologize yet for stealing. Yeah, that whole N-word thing was interesting, but I'm not going to bundle that in with this. That's totally separate. Uh, what about Rogan's buddies Callan and Dalia? This is from M. Lopez 1972. It's funny, these last names. We got Soto and Lopez again. Uh, why do they get a free pass? And then Tian Minhin728 responds or replies, That's childish. Oh, he hit me, so why can't I hit him? He stole jokes and need to amend it for people. And the Callan and Dalia stuff, again, I mean, it is interesting when you look at, you know, kind of his circle of people and. You know, even with Ari and the drugging thing with Bert, it's kind of like, well, there's nothing funny about that. And I do question, you know, some of the people and just the the decisions that they've made, and yet they're still with this guy. Because um, I'm not saying like, well, you know, oh, Mencia, he just stole jokes. He didn't like drug somebody or sleep with underage girls. Like, no, that doesn't help anything. All the cases are different. And, but again, like the Schumer and Cook stuff, it's like, that the stuff didn't bother you? He didn't go after them? I mean, he's pretty set on the Mencia stuff. But the Callan and Dalia stuff, we'll see what happens. I mean, I haven't seen Dalia on the podcast for, uh, it seems like a number of years now. So let's see, Luca Tony eight nine three says, "Cause you still haven't said you stole jokes, my bro." And the Mexican part, I get it. Maybe works more. You're Honduran like I am, but even in the Bobby podcast, you didn't want to come out saying you stole jokes. It's cool, man. You're funny as hell, though. Hmm. Cause Bobby on another podcast he mentioned that he was under the impression that Carlos is going to come on and admit everything or apologize. But maybe he just said that kind of a blanket statement and Bobby took it as like, oh, you're going to admit you steal jokes. And that's just not the case. And, uh, okay, some positive comments. We're going to skip those. I love them, but this isn't about those. Uh, 
CanaJ310 says, I'm pretty sure every last word said in this video you got from another comedian's page. And they do the three laugh emojis. But seriously, fuck it, just embrace it, dude. Maybe write some jokes about this because at this point, that is basically a part of you now. So they were joking in the beginning. Okay. But it's true. I mean, you have material. Plenty of material. Just make it funny. And I know it's kind of hard to when people are just saying the same stuff over and over, which is ironic. They're all just copying from each other. You steal jokes. Apologize. You're not Mexican. Your name is Ned. You're from Germany. But yeah, make, you know, material. Well, I enjoyed the episode of uh, Bradley TV, the drop in bombs when you had Mincia on. Um, and just like PBD, you know, these guys, they just talk about making money, how to make money. And I I don't mean to say it like that. I have nothing against it. I'm subscribed to both of them. But um, the point is, you know, salespeople and it just seems like, you know, with Brad, kind of like PBD, it's like, oh, you didn't do much research or you didn't talk to a lot of people. Because he just says, like, I remember, you know, vitamin C, you were everywhere, and then it just stopped, and then I found out about all this, you know, controversy, and it's like, really, you didn't do any digging? Because this is another subscriber grab. Now, Brad seems like a really good guy, so it's just in this case, it's kind of like, oh, you, huh. Not that you have to do research or anything, but to have them on, it's kind of like, you know, it's mostly what they talk about is all that controversy and moving on and such. And I really enjoyed the conversation, but it's just one of those, like, why have them on? You're not talking about the new specials or anything. And it just seemed like Brad wanted him to say, you know, hey, Joe, I'm sorry. Not understanding what really went down. So, disappointing, but still a really good interview in that. And, you know, it's just with these guys generating all this money, supposedly, and meeting people, and it's kind of like, but you don't do any research, or you're not listening. So you have people on, and it's like, oh, this is going to get me some numbers. I'll get people on my side, and so, kind of a letdown. Makes you suspicious, you know, about these guys, because... They just talk about wealth and that. and But that's another podcast. I'm going to dig deep into that. But again, I like them. They're entertaining in that. But it's just like, I know I've worked with salespeople before. So <laughs> it's kind of a letdown when they're like, oh, no, I just, you know, I remember the show you were on and you were everywhere. And it's like, really, all this stuff on the Internet? and But anyways, it went better than the PBD one. I mean... In the end, it seemed just fine. Well, all the talk, you know, about stealing and stuff, and I'm big into watching competitive eating food challenges, and, you know, there's this guy in the that world, his name is Dale Boone, and I bring him up because Furious Pete, a competitive eater, um, years ago, he actually, he's made two videos about him, calling him out, and I bring it up because there's actual, like, evidence of him, you know, putting food in the drinks and 
hiding it elsewhere, like legit cheating in that. That's something I'm like, you don't have to tell me what's going on. Like, I can see it for myself. I believe it. And with the Carlos thing, this is completely different, of course. But it's just where are all the videos of comics being like, he took this from me, he took that. Or, you know what, I was just jealous. And I just, I need evidence. Obviously, it's comedy. There's no, like, physical evidence. But give me something. And Carlos has uh, made a point about, you know, why nobody came to defend him, or not many people. Um, And it's because, again, he was just focused on his career, you know, writing, doing TV specials and that, and he didn't hang out or anything. And I just want you to understand, like, where he's coming from with that. And some of the people, you know, like Bobby said on the podcast on Tiger Belly... He said some of the people you bumped are like the big names today. And that makes sense, but it's also like when people mention his name, it's like, no, have him on and say that to his face. I don't think you would. You want to use him as a punchline for whatever reason. Maybe you're insecure or still jealous of him for whatever reason. But, I mean... It's just the whole face-to-face thing. Like, what would you say to me? Because it's easy to talk trash on the internet. um, Talk about someone who's not in the room. But... I just... Again, I'd like to see more podcasts than that. Just more people talking to them and saying, Oh, I just heard you did that. You didn't take anything from me. And if you've watched interviews with Carlos and podcasts and the Q&As and that... One of the things I really admire, and it's really uplifting, is he's like a motivational speaker. Talks about getting over stuff, how to deal with situations, how he's overcome everything, you know, all the hate online. Because it's one of those things that always hurts, but it's like, instead of just being like, you know, oh, hey, you steal jokes and be like, fuck you. It's more like, no, why does this person think that way? And... You know, they just want to be heard, and some people back down real quick, like, oh, I was just joking, dude. But, uh, you know, it just seems like, I mean, I know the, you know, the toxic nature and stuff, but I think if things were different, he'd be like a motivational speaker, you know, when he's not doing stand-up and that, because just, you see him down, but then you see so many ups, because it's like I'm over all that stuff it's done and he, every few years in that you know it just seems to you know have a resurgence kind of like if he does an interview or you know a podcast or whatever has to address everything but he's in a good place which is nice to hear but just so positive and he doesn't you know tear into other comics or anything or give people a hard time people who he helped you know come up in the industry And that says a lot about his character. And I also want to touch on something. Because I actually found one of the blog posts from Rogan from uh, September of 2005. And, you know, this isn't like a huge deal or anything. I mean, these days everything can be controversial and such. But I was always disappointed. This happened in the video also, the infamous video. What's with the fat shaming? 
calling him a fat fuck, you fat delusional piece of shit. And it's like, again, just like the name thing and possibly being German, it's like, wait, you're accusing me of stealing jokes. And now you're fat shaming? Now, I think Rogan today, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, I, I shouldn't have said that. You know, I mean, again, just, you know, how he's blown up over the years, you know, the podcast and that seems to be in a better place as well. But, and I'm not saying like, I dug that up to cancel him. I just, I was like, oh yeah, because in that video, it stood out to me. And it's like, when you're calling somebody out on something and then you attack them, you know, on a personal level, it's like, what really triggered Joe to go after him? Because he said, oh, he was talking shit about me on the radio. And if you listen to it, he actually wasn't. Now, maybe his story wasn't accurate about Joe saying, like, he's a great performer, which I believe he did, but... Or maybe Carlos just being funny, I don't know, but... It's like, I just want to go back and be a fly on the wall. Whenever it happened, whenever their friendship fell apart, and Joe was just like, fuck this guy, I'm going to try and cancel him. And, you know, before cancel culture was a thing. Way before it was a thing, but... It's just no matter... People change in that, you know, you grow, you make mistakes, you learn from them. But some things, even though you changed in that, it's like you should still address. Like, at the time, hey, I was a different person, you know. I mean, again, both born in 67, started stand-up in 88. And then, I think right after the the video thing in 07 like they both started having kids so that's just interesting parallels oh wait I'm supposed to say oh they stole that from each other no they just have these funny parallels and it just sucks they're not friends or anything or you know I mean Carlos seems open to anything it's like no have me on the podcast ask me anything he doesn't shy away from any question but I know that if Joe were to have him on, people would be like, what What the heck is this? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Because if you just see a thumbnail of it, you'll be like, so Joe lied to us or, you know, wasn't honest with us? And probably watch it anyways, because that's probably not the case. But um, it's basically saying like, oh, I was wrong. And it's like, oh, well. Hope there's a good explanation. Well, in closing, uh, I hope this opened your eyes about some stuff or made some things more clear. Um, Because I'm not necessarily trying to change your mind. You know, just saying something really simple. This is more like, you know, the case for Carlos Mencia. And just take a look at everything and be like, huh, maybe some things don't add up. And hearing his side of things could bring a lot of clarity. You can say they're excuses. I think they're reasons. And, you know, he's admitted to stuff, you know, bumping people and, you know, running the light and that. And he's very open about that. Yet people just seem to want him to apologize and admit that he stole jokes. But what do you want about his name? 
what justice do you want there? Why is that an issue? And the German thing that I talked about that previously, that turned out to be false. But it's like, what do you want from that stuff? So, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And, uh, you know, watch those podcast episodes again, you know, with PBD, with uh, Bradley, and, uh, of course, Tiger Belly. And just try and look at it from a different angle. And if you still don't like the guy, or you just don't like him, and that's why you're like, yeah, he probably steals jokes. It's like, well, okay, if you just don't like him, that's fine, but... You don't have to hop aboard the hate train, you know? And I didn't think I was going to record this episode. I reached out to Carlos twice to do my podcast, and I haven't heard back. And I wanted to help promote his new special and that as much as I could. But uh, check it out on Roku. And uh, I believe you can buy it on Vudu. But I watched it really funny. I did a review of it. Check that out right here on You Got the Run, Dude. But, uh, yeah, it just, it sucks because I'm, you know, I'm a fan of all these guys, all the names I mentioned, but it's when they bring up Mencia, it's kind of like, no, say that to his face, because I don't think they would. And I hope that Carlos is invited back on Tiger Belly, but I just think Bobby, it just should have been those two. So uh, let me know what you think in the comments. Leave a voice message. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, I guess I'm just kind of ranting. I, I've had all this stuff in my head for, you know, a number of years and that. Kind of saved up everything. I have no notes to go off of. But I just wanted to share from my point of view. Because even if I didn't like Mencia or I wasn't a fan, that doesn't mean I'm just going to hop on. Oh, yeah, he probably does this and that because... I understand where there's smoke, there's fire, accusations. It's like they wouldn't come out of nowhere. But hopefully all this stuff um, just provides more clarity in that. And, you know, maybe one day we'll see him on uh, Rogan's podcast. And maybe they'll just be like, you know, let's just move on from that. How are you doing today? What's going on? Because I haven't seen Carlos on anybody's podcast promoting his special, which is too bad. It's his first one in like 12 years. But uh, anyways, I think that'll do it for this episode. Holy moly, did I rant for a while. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Like, share, follow, subscribe, comments, all that fun stuff. I appreciate it. And uh, leave some comments in that. And like I said, voice messages. I'll do a follow-up episode responding to them. So I look forward to that. Anyways... I will see you next time on You Got the Ron Dude. I still need a good outro.